0: I want to thank God for a moment for a music department that does not need thousands of people in the room to praise God and to use their instruments with everything that they have. You would never know that there were not a thousand people. So let's just thank God for our music department today. Excellent, excellent job. Well, let's get into what God has for us on today. We want to welcome our online viewing audience, and I want to send out a roll call right now. I want you to check in and let us know where you're viewing from. Tell us your name and where it is that you're viewing from right now. I want our linked-up family and friends to participate in roll call right now. Let us know that you're doing well, that you are signed in, and it is so good to see you this morning. I believe God set us up extremely well for the events that are taking place in our country because we're focusing on health right now. And so my assignment with this particular series was the spiritual aspect of health. And so I believe one of the greatest signs of health is being connected to a dream team or a small group. I believe that with all of my heart because it is an indication that you are well, that you are healthy, because you're interested in helping God, helping other people, and helping your church. So while you're at home reflecting, and if you're not involved, I want you to begin to pray about when we all get back together, what is your part? What is your role in helping Linked Up Church do what it's called to do? Is it Dream Team? Is it Connect Groups? But get involved because it is one of the greatest signs of spiritual health. So two weeks ago, we've been talking about God's heart for you is to live long and to live a fulfilling life that is sustained by health and strength. There are really three aspects of that that we're talking about. We've already dealt with the first one, which is the revelation, or this revelation will cause you to live long and see many good days. Today we're going to look at two and three, four practical keys uh, to long life in God's Word, which is number two, and then we're going to look at the importance of believing God's Word and His promise of long life above worldly statistics and human experience. So, so let's go ahead and get right into this today. Let's pick up with point number two, and we're going to look at four keys today, four keys under point number two on how to live a long life. Four keys, right? Are you all ready? Yes. All right, let's look at it. Four keys to long life. Number one, understand the power of the tongue. Understand the power of the tongue. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, that word power there is a Hebrew word, yawd, spelled Y-A-W-D. It's interesting. I never looked that up before. It literally means direction. So let's learn what he's saying here. Death and life are in the direction of your tongue or of your word. So death and life will follow the direction of your words. And those who love it will eat its fruit, whether that is death or whether that is life. And so we want to make sure that our words are in the direction of life, especially during times like these. I believe over time the devil has programmed death into the human language much more than life. Of course, we see that on the news right now. If you're sitting at home watching the news all day long, all they are spewing out is death, doom, and gloom. And so the end result is it ends up coming out of our mouth or we end up living in fear of what we're listening to. Or another way to say that is we go in the direction of the information that we're hearing. And so we've got to be careful to not let words slip out of our mouth, even if we're just playing. You know, I'm dying for a piece of cake. How many of you know we don't want to play like that? If you sneeze, don't play around. Oh, maybe I have the coronavirus. That's not a way we want to play. Don't let the media spew death all into your spirit so that you end up saying words out of your mouth even while playing that you shouldn't say. The devil wants us to think it's a small thing. He wants us to think it's just a phrase or just a saying. But we just learned from the Word of God that death and life are in the direction of our tongues. We don't want to speak death over our loved ones. If they're uh, experiencing a physical challenge right now, we don't want to say, well, maybe this is that or maybe this is that. No, let's speak life on them. Maybe it's just that the glory of God needs to manifest in their bodies and healing needs to manifest and not anything else. And so let's be careful about what we say. Watch what you say. Don't curse your loved ones. Don't curse your future. Don't say things that, you're, that I'm losing money during this time. In the natural, that may be the case. But say God has a thousand ways or a million ways to creatively get more money to me. Speak what it is that you want and less of what it is that you're actually seeing. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 backs that up. It says, seeing then, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, notice what it says, let us hold fast. That phrase hold fast means to use strength, to retain, and to keep our profession or our confession. And so our confessions are important. What we're saying about ourselves And our lives and our church is important right now. Listen, linked-up church won't lose anything. We will remain whole. Every member of linked-up church won't lose anything. We will remain whole. And even if you've lost something, I declare right now that the devil must return it seven times greater. Than what you lost as a result of what we're experiencing right now. We've got to hold fast to that. We've got to use our strength to retain that and to keep that. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 kind of confirms that, or it's another supporting scripture. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. That word wavering means not leaning. How I many you know we can't have two minds about this? We can't say one thing one day and then say another thing another day. We've got to be firm. We've got to hold fast to our confession with hope. For he who promised is faithful. Now, Johnny, if you can come up here for a moment, I want to give an illustration of what it means to hold fast to something. Now, as you all can see, I'm a little bit bigger than Johnny, so this is not really fair for me to use this illustration because I'm a little stronger than he is. But when you're talking about holding fast to something, that means it doesn't really matter what's thrown at you or what comes your way. You will not let it go. I'm going to hold fast to this rope because I want to retain my healing. I want to retain my blessings. I want to retain prosperity on my life. I want to hold on to every promise that God has spoken over, to, over my life, and I'm not letting the devil take none of it. I mean, hold fast. Try to take that from me. I'm keeping my healing. I'm keeping my prosperity. Come on, we're paying off more stuff. We're going to buy more stuff because the reality is, how you know, we have an enemy out here. And he is not God, and it is certainly not each other. Our enemy is the devil, but through the blood of Jesus and the name of God, we have overcome him in every aspect of our lives. And we must hold fast to that, especially during times like this. Listen, family, there's a spiritual authority that will not be released until we speak. Closed mouths don't get fed. You can sit at home all you want to and keep your mouth shut, but it's important that we open up our mouths And we say what it is that we believe. And so I want to lead us today in a confession. And I want you to say it with all of your heart. I want you to say it like you mean it. Right here in this building as well. And we're going to hold fast to this throughout this entire ordeal. Matthew chapter 12 says that we are justified by the words that come out of our mouth. And we're condemned by the words that come out of our mouth. So we want to make sure we're saying the right words say this with me and say it like you made it say in the name of Jesus I declare for this day that Jesus is the Lord of my life and I believe he is alive from the dead therefore I am saved because I am saved I'm also redeemed Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law by being made a curse for me. I'm redeemed from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Say it like you mean it. For sickness, God has given me health. So I declare that my body is consistently well, From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes I am healed. Since I am healed, I act like it. Therefore, body, you must line up with the word of God. Every organ, every fiber, every tissue, Every muscle, every cell functions in the perfection to which God created it to function. Every disease germ, including COVID-19, every infection, every bacteria that touches my body dies instantly in the name of Jesus. My immune system is strong and healthy fighting off off every foreign invader to to aid in my health. health. I eat correctly, correctly. avoiding those things that knowingly damage my body. And I trust trust in God's God's grace for any mistakes mistakes. made in ignorance. ignorance. Unless the rapture happens first, I will live To be at least 120 years of age, I will live free from sickness and disease. For God said, with long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Glory be to God forever in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody go ahead and thank God for that right now. Come on, right right where you're at, right on that screen. Go ahead and thank God for that right now. We live by that confession, Father, and we will hold fast to it. I came to tell you today that while the world is out searching for a vaccine, I just gave you a vaccine that is far stronger than anything this world will ever discover. Say that over your life every single day. Go back, replay this again, write it all down, get it in your spirit, speak it over yourself and over your loved one's life every single day. We have been given the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus. We use this spiritual authority when we speak words of life. That is our story, and I'm sticking to it. Number two, partake of holy communion. This is one of the greatest times to partake of Holy Communion, and we will do that on Resurrection Sunday. I'm believing, God, that we will all be back together again by Resurrection Sunday. Go ahead and get in agreement with that for me or with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, partake of Holy Communion. Let's look at this another way. 28 through 30 says, but let a man examine himself, And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he who drinks or eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And for this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Those who take the Lord's supper worthily, are those who know the reason we separate the blood and the wine. The bread represents Jesus' body that was broken for our health and for our healing. The wine or the juice represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for the forgiveness and the remission of our sins or removal. Because of Jesus' blood, God doesn't see sin in us or on us any longer. We've got to see ourselves the way God sees us. When we don't partake of it that way, we're doing it in an unworthy manner because we're not discerning the high price that was paid for our bodies to be well and sin to no longer have dominion in our lives. So this verse says that taking the Holy Communion without this discernment results in many weak and sick among you. And many sleep. And that word sleep there literally means to die. So then the opposite of this must be true also. If we'll properly discern the Lord's body and we'll know why he separated the bread from the juice, then the opposite of this is true. Then many will be strong and healthy and live long when they partake worthily. So we're going to talk about that Resurrection Sunday. I'm believing God, get in agreement with me that we will all be back together again by then. This building will be completely full and running over three times on that Sunday morning in Jesus' name. Number three, let's talk about the gift of righteousness. Now, in the same spirit of partaking of Holy Communion, we've got to receive this gift of righteousness the exact same way. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It's a gift because the only thing we can do is receive it. It's not something that you can earn. It's something that must be received. The gift of righteousness. Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace say I receive abundance of grace. And it literally said much more. So if death reigned through Adam, how many know what God did in Jesus is far greater than what Satan did in Adam? And so I received this abundance of grace. Well, what does this abundance of grace look like in our lives? It says, and the gift of righteousness will rule in life through one Jesus Christ or reign in life through one Jesus jesus christ the word reign literally means to rule the way we rule in this life through jesus christ is by using our words by holding fast to our confessions by saying what the word of god says about our lives by declaring that we are the righteousness of god in christ jesus by not letting the devil remind us of what we've done in our past Every time he reminds us of our past, we need to remind him of his future. You are not your past, and you are not what you did on yesterday. Even if you made a mistake on yesterday, it does not change the way God sees you today. You are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you've got to speak that over yourself. It is a free gift. Yeah, you missed it. You repent from that, and you just let God know that you're going to continue to work on it, and you're in your process, process, and you're growing day by day, but don't let the devil stop you in your tracks. See yourself the way God sees you. You are as righteous today as you will ever be, and you deserve everything that that blood has provided for you, and you need to receive it because there's an abundance of grace that is on your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, there's so much grace on your life that he will not allow you to lose anything during this season that this world is going through. And I want you to hear me. There's so much grace on your life in the natural, even if it looks like you've lost something, I command it to be returned back to you seven times greater than what you lost because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I pray that somebody receives that today. Please don't let those words pass over your head. I'm telling you, Linked Up Church and its members will lose nothing. We will remain whole. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Why? So that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Somebody needs to say that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Knowing that about yourself. Seeing yourself that way is what opens the door up for God to manifest everything in your life that he has already provided for you. We need to be more righteousness conscious and less sin conscious. When we are negating, when we're sin conscious, we're negating what Jesus did for us at that cross through his death, burial, and his resurrection. Folks, I came to tell you, sin has no more dominion over your life. It does not reign over you. You rule and you reign over it. The coronavirus is not stronger than the name of Jesus. COVID-19... Uh, is not stronger than the blood of jesus i am not afraid and i will not be afraid why because god has not given me the spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind a thousand can fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand but it will not come near me it will not come near my family and it will not come near anyone that belongs to linked of church and let's take it even further the body of christ at large will not be affected by COVID-19. Come on, folks, let's use our authority. Let's use our words. We will not retreat in the face of this. We will do more. We will advance more. We will take more for the kingdom of God. Number four, keep seeing your invisible God. Now, I really need for you to listen from your spirits right now because I'm getting ready to challenge everything that I've learned about how long we should live. Keep seeing your invisible God. I'm going to say this by faith even before I get to it. I better wait and show you the scriptures. What do you think, Tonette? Listen to me. Listen, I know you're watching, Terrence. You have overcome that. Lift your hands right now. You have overcome it. The vaccine that I just gave you is stronger than the therapy they're prescribing for you you are healed and you will walk away from this as though it never touched your body in Jesus name the worst thing it could have ever done was touched your body you are the right person to show the world how to overcome something like this in Jesus name keep seeing your invisible God keep looking up instead of just looking at I want to caution everyone in this room and everyone watching online. Do not sit in front of the screen and watch the news all day long. I want to challenge you to look up way more than you're just looking at. Because there's something greater going on behind the scenes than what this world is communicating to us. And I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you can't really believe everything that they're telling you anyway. Keep seeing your invisible God. Keep looking up instead of just looking at. Let's follow something here. Go with me to Deuteronomy 34, and let's look at verse 7. Deuteronomy 34, 7, we're going to look at the life of Moses for a moment. We're talking about seeing your invisible God. Deuteronomy 34, 7 says, Moses was 120 years old when he died, and his eyes were not dim nor his natural vigor diminished. So in other words, everything worked naturally the way God designed for it to work, even at the age of 120. Let's all put our faith on that right now. Now Let's follow something here. Go to Hebrews chapter 11, and let's look at verse 27. I really want you to listen from your spirit, because I'm going to challenge everything that we've been uh, taught about how long we should live including myself and then I'm going to repent for the way that I've taught it because the reality is I learned it a certain way I trusted it the way I learned it and so I studied it the way I learned it and I shared it that way that's why the scripture says study to show yourself approved unto God now Hebrews 11:27 says by faith he forsook Egypt so he left Egypt by faith not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. See, what are we talking about here in point number four? Keep seeing your invisible God. So don't just see your visible circumstances. See your invisible God. Matter of fact, I want to challenge you today. Can you see God in your circumstances? Or is the only thing you see are your circumstances. Usually your reaction will determine what it is that you see. If you're hollering and screaming and why did this have to happen to me and going through all of that, it's because you're only looking at your circumstances. You're not saying that God is way bigger than your circumstances. And there's not one weapon formed against you that will ever prosper if God is in control of it. It says don't just see here your boss. Don't just see what's happening to the economy. Don't just see what's happening on your job. See Jesus, because he can move the hearts of your boss, your colleagues, your prospects. He can send clients. He can give you creative ways to make money right now that you were not even thinking of. He can expand your business while people are closing down and and, and businesses are being shut down. God can give you creative ways. I came to tell you today, people are becoming rich right now because they're thinking creatively. They're not just seeing their circumstances. They're seeing the opportunities, and they're seeing the God in their circumstances. Let's talk about how Moses endured. We're looking at his life right now, and we're just really focusing on keep seeing your invisible God. Now, let's look at this very quickly here. How Moses endured. The word endured, this is not in your notes, so I want to make sure that you write it down and you get it. The word endured in Hebrews 11.27 is a Greek word, kartanero, and it's spelled K-A-R-T-E-R-E-O. And it was interesting to me. I don't know why I didn't look this up as well, but it literally means to remain the same. See, to endure means that you remain the same. It means that you go through and you can get under, but you keep a smile on your face. You keep saying what God said about your situation and your circumstances. Vine's commentary notes that this word carries the idea of physical power. So as long as he remained the same, the power of God was present to see him all the way through. So Moses stayed steady and he stayed strong because he kept looking at his invisible God and not his physical circumstances. Psalms 91, let me show it to you another way. Psalms 91, let's read verses 14 through 16. Psalms 91 14 through 16 the New King James Version says because he has Set his love upon me Now we're talking about a specific Individual the one that has set his love Upon God therefore I will deliver him That's a Bible promise Love God he's already Delivered you I will set Him on high or her We're talking about mankind because He has known my name see do You know him in times Like these Do you see him as bigger? I'm not talking about knowing your pastor. I'm not talking about knowing your first lady. I'm not talking about knowing your favorite speaker online. I'm talking about do you know God? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Because he will set you on high during times like this folks we are not going down we are actually going over the top we are getting bigger when it looks like in the natural we're getting small listen he shall call upon me this individual and i will answer him and i will be with him in trouble and i will deliver and i will honor him watch this now with long life i will satisfy him or her and show him or her my salvation I don't know where I missed this, and I never looked this up, right? Guess what the word salvation there means? It is the Hebrew word Yahshua, which is the name Jesus. So if you understand what he said here, long life is in your ability to see Jesus. He said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him Jesus. And how many know when you see Jesus, then you have prosperity, you have healing, you have wholeness because everything is in Jesus. So he literally said here, I will show him Yahshua, which is the name Jesus. So in the gospel, listen very carefully. No one stayed dead in Jesus's presence. How many know when Jesus went to funerals, people were raised from the dead? In the Old Testament, Jesus was represented as the bronze serpent that the children of Israel fixed their eyes on and lived. And I want to be very clear here: after they were bitten by snakes, poisonous snakes, all they had to do was look at the serpent, which represented Jesus, and they were instantly healed. I'm telling you, if the COVID virus nineteen COVID nineteen touches your body, just look at Jesus. And he'll instantly heal you. Somebody ought to put their faith in that right now. Can you see Jesus in the midst of your situation and your circumstances? I'm challenging you today. It's the same for us. Don't just see your problems. Can you see Jesus being with you in your problems? You're not going through anything that you're going through alone. You're going through it with Jesus. He's right on your side. And if God be for you, then what can man uh, do unto you? If God is for you, there's literally nothing that man can do against you jesus is with you right now somebody needs to say that by faith everything that you're going through he is going through it with you and if the lord is on your side i'm telling you you will come out and have come out victorious on the other side in jesus name glory to god i want to challenge you to encourage your children right now to see that jesus is with them if they express fear Tell them to not be afraid. Jesus is with us during this time. Even though you can't go to school right now, Jesus is with us. We will be well. We are well. The blood of Jesus protects us and our households. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Don't be afraid to be bold about what you believe. Everything that's going on in our world today, tell everyone that you know, Jesus is greater than what's going on in our world today. See Jesus and not your problems and let's close with this thought today number three don't depend on human experience depend on the word of God don't depend on human experience depend on the word of God the reality for me is that a lot of times people tell me more about their personal experience than they do the word of God And I want to challenge that today. The devil will always point you to exceptions. He'll always point you to the one good person who loved the Lord and died young. He'll point you to the one good person that loved the Lord and never got married. He'll point you to the one evil person who did everything wrong and lived long. Then he'll point you to the one evil female sleeping with everybody and still got married. How many of you can't base your life off of other people's experiences? I'm going to challenge my thinking and everyone else's. How long you want to live is completely up to you. How long you want to live is completely up to you. How do we define long life? The number of years that define long life is different for every person. For the believer, what long life means is up to you. This is why we need to leave people alone who are ready, and they might only be 70 or 75 years old. Leave them alone if they said, I'm ready to go home. Where they're going is far greater than where we're staying. Why would we want to keep them here anyway if they're ready to go and they feel satisfied? and they finish their assignment. Yeah, Psalms ninety-one sixteen. let me remind you, says, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Notice it's speaking to an individual, not to a group. So long life is individual. It's really up to you. Long life is whatever satisfies you. So what many people consider long life today is less than what God can give them. And so let's just look at this for a moment. Go with me to Genesis chapter 6. And I apologize because I have taught this wrong over the years, and I repent from that, and I didn't do it from a bad place. I just didn't know. But let's really look at this. Genesis 6.3. three. It said, the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, For he is indeed flesh. All right. Verse 3. Yet his days shall be 120 years. But if you'll go up to the top of it and you'll look at the heading, the whole chapter was written about the wickedness and judgment of man. If you'll drop down and look at verse 5 and 6, we'll confirm that. Verse 5 and 6 says, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man. My God, can you imagine God saying, I know as parents sometimes, boy, you can go through something like that, right? But could you imagine God saying, man, I wish I would had never made none of them. So now look at the context of that. So then, man will live 120 years. You see the context of that? Clearly, that wouldn't be his will, would it? That's judgment. Let's read the rest of that. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. My God. Let's just all repent right now. I mean, I know I've done some things that just would make God sorry. He saved me. Come on, come on, come on. Don't sit there and act like you're, you're righteous, more righteous. Let's all, on, online, let's just all thank God. We've all let him down from time to time. But I thank God that his mercy and his grace has been sufficient for me. And that you kept me, Father, and you graced me to live this long. And I give you all the glory. I don't take it for granted, Father. I'm thankful to see 52 years of life, Father, even though I have not been perfect for 52 years. It's just that you've been perfect and what you've done for me is far greater than the things that I've done to myself. So I repent for the times that I have not been what I know you've needed me to be and just continue to help me to grow minute by minute, hour by hour, and day by day. May you never have to say that you regret ever allowing Joel Gregory to come into this earth. And I pray to my life, I know it is, it's pleasing in your eyes, and it will continue to be in Jesus' name. So now, so if we look at that context, actually God wanted man to live longer than that. Let me move forward here. People have accepted that 70 to 80 years is a normal lifespan. But that's also under God's judgment in the old covenant. Remember, I said you got to know what group of people God is speaking to when he said what he said. Look at Psalms 90, verse 10, and let's challenge that one as well. Right? Every, almost every home going I've gone to, that's what's been said, if, that, that they lived a long life. They're 70 years old. They lived a long, full life. Psalms 90, 10 says the days of our lives are 70 years And if by reason of strength they are 80 years, and we like celebrate if they get to 80, like, whoa, they lived 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and will fly away. Now, again, context is king. we got to go back and read the verse prior to that, and we'll read the verse after that. So Psalms 90, uh, stanza 9 says, For all our days have passed away in your wrath, We finish our years like a sigh, And then look at verse 11, which is after verse 10. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So we can clearly see then this was spoken under judgment. But today we no longer live under God's anger or his wrath. Somebody ought to thank God for that right now. I'm glad I don't live under his anger or his wrath. And so I just want to put some thoughts out here. Isaiah 54, 9, the New King James Version says, For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. Thank God that he is no longer angry with us. I don't know about you, that just, that that blesses my heart. I don't want God to be angry With me. I'm so glad that he made that promise. And let's not forget that Psalm or Isaiah 54 comes after Isaiah 53, which speaks of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. So let's not miss all of that in the midst of it. So faith to live long comes from hearing the Word of God. You notice Paul died by beheading, but let's look at what he spoke about as it related to his death. Go to 2 Timothy 4, and let's look at 6 and 7. 2 Timothy 4, 6 and 7, notice how Paul speaks about this. He says, the time of my departure is at hand. So he actually knows that he's getting ready to transition off this earth. But notice what he says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Folks, I want to bring good news to you today. You can't leave this earth until you finish your race. So if you completed your assignment, the devil cannot take you out until you are finished. Notice what he says here. I have kept the faith. I finished my mission, fulfilled his purpose. So Paul decided after all of those things that now it's time for me to depart. Philippians chapter 1, 21, 25 also indicates that Paul had choice. Paul said here in Philippians 1, 21 through 25, he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. That word gain there means to win. So He says, If I die in Christ, I've actually won. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am hard pressed between the two having a desire to depart to be with Christ which is far better nevertheless to remain in the flesh is more needful for you does that sound like choice to anyone in this room is he literally making a decision he's going back and forth he's saying I could go which is better for me or I can stay which is better for you being confident he goes on to say in verse 25 of this I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. So what was Paul actually saying here? Paul was saying, I'll hang around for your sakes. For Paul to be able to speak like this shows power. It shows he had the ability to choose life or to choose death. So what am I saying here today as I close? Don't put an age, don't put a number on it. Live as long as you want to live and don't leave until you're satisfied. You'll notice throughout the Old Testament, people live to be 800 years, 900 years. There's one character named Methuselah whose name literally means to remain. Can you imagine somebody named you Methuselah And your name means to remain. And guess what? He's still around somewhere. He might be in this room. Methuselah, are you watching online right now? But Methuselah had no beginning and no ending. I just want to put faith out here. Scripture tells us that one day Enoch was, then he wasn't. Scripture tells us that Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind. Why can't you be like Enoch? Why can't you be like Elijah? Why can't we all be like Methuselah and never ever see death? All I'm saying is, folks, don't put a number on it. Don't put a time. Live as long as you want to live and live till you are fully satisfied and you have finished your mission. I pray that you receive something out of this today. I know that I did, I know that God loves you, I know that God loves me, I know that the Lord is on our side, I know that we win, I know that we come out victorious from this on the other side, I know that even though in the natural it looks like we're going through, we will come out better on the other side of this. There is better for us on the other side of this than when we first went in folks it is getting dark out there for the world but it is getting brighter for the body of Christ we are under the refuge of the Almighty God and we are under the shadow of his wings and his shadow is getting broader it's getting longer folks this is the church's finest hour we are the hope and the answer to the world let's not back down let's not shy away let's be a reason to give hope to every person that is distressed and feeling down. Tell your neighbors to see Jesus in this situation. Tell your coworkers, your bosses, let everyone know that everything is all right. God is still in control and we ultimately win. Go ahead and thank God for that right now. Come on, go ahead and open up your mouth. Give God glory. Come on, right there in front of that screen, just lift up your hands. Come on, along with your family and tell God that He is good, and He is good all the time.